pound and pound was very effective. And everybody booing, everybody booing, you can kiss my whole ass. Dustin, is this in any way anticlimactic for you or are you happy about this victory? I mean, dude, you know, karma's not a she's a mirror. And you know, this guy's press said the wrong and I've been busting and sometimes just things happen and nah, I beat the guy. Well, you're a good man. Congratulations. Everybody Let's booing. Oh, pucker up and kiss it. And welcome back to another episode of the Neat on Belly podcast. We are your hosts, Nate. John. Brandino. And today, whew, UFC 264 hangover, folks. And we're going to talk about it. That's right. Last night's UFC main event was Conor McGregor versus the Diamond Dustin Poirier. And we're going to break down the whole card for you today. We're going to take a look ahead and look at this Saturday night. UFC fight night, uh, main evented by Islam Mahakchav and Tiago Moises. Good main event there, and actually a pretty good card. Yeah. We're going to talk about it. We got a lot of fight announcements in the news that we're pretty excited about as well, and we're going to bring it all to you. But first, boys, how are we doing on this UFC 264 Hangover Sunday? Well, Brandon almost decapitated that himself the, via headphones. That lost the headphones. Started off. This headphones thing's becoming an issue. You yeah. realize it, right? My headphones? Yes. What do you mean? We're going on almost 30 episodes of this. I What's think it's time to upgrade. Yeah. Headphones? I think yeah. it's time to invest in the podcast it's, a little bit. It's messing up your posture. It's it's fine. The, the biggest problem <coughs> is that they don't reach very far. Yeah. Well, oh, I can put that. Uh, yeah. I'm sorry. Well, and you're also constantly kind of doing a little. There you go. It's this cutting thing. out. Yeah, 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 that's true. They do cut out. That way you can scoop Those things were probably made in like 2006. I did get them a long time ago. They're very old. Boys, what's up? How's our, how's everybody's week going? <clears throat> what are we what are we thinking? What are we doing? The week? Yes, the week. Let's not talk about last night yet. We're gonna get to it. Uh, UFC two sixty four, which was last night, but let's just talk about everybody's week. How are we doing? Okay, so you know you guys obviously know I don't come to jujitsu every single week, like it's kinda hit and miss for, for lately. Sure. And so this week I finally got to go right Thursday. Yes, yes. And obviously one of the worst classes to come back to. Yeah, it was a rest- <laughs> it was wrestling. wrestling class. Oh. So yeah, my legs are a little toasty still. Not even much. just a wrestling class. It was like a yeah. Wrestlers are gonna love this wrestling class, sure. Because <laughs> we've had wrestling classes, and they're you know they are what they are. Well, I think it's because there were so many wrestlers there. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. A lot of like people a, I didn't even recognize. So, yeah, if you're a wrestler, it was probably a good good first jujitsu class for you. Yeah, and so. the pricing probably seemed a little weak. In what sense? In the like, <clears throat> it's probably not even half of what their regular actual like wrestling practices are oh no. pretty so it's probably yeah, like a no. this is yeah. your guys's hard wrestling class yeah but you know <laughs> I, I think if you're coming into jiu-jitsu and wrestling is your background you're probably like oh okay that's not so bad yeah so i guess like i'm saying like if it was your first class and you're a wrestler mm-hmm. it's probably a good first uh jiu-jitsu class but boy wait till we get into that actual jiu-jitsu yeah. <laughs> separates the men from the boys yeah my uh, butt's still pretty Pretty uh, knotted up my quads. Yeah, I've been using the massage gun. A little stance in motion was a little too much for for a big dog here. So I don't know. As far as the week, I got forced another Saturday, so that's never fun. Well, I crossed the Rainbow Bridge this week in jujitsu. I entered into a phase, or I had a new experience mm. in jujitsu. Should you did say. get baptized? Something that's never happened to me <laughs> ever. That's why I'm saying crossing the Rainbow Bridge, and that is I got choked unconscious. 
Yeah, dun, was, dun, dun. No sound effect? Nothing? Uh, uh, what's the sound effect? I'm panicking. I don't know. Just click Hit one. one. Uh, First one, go. Oh, that's an old <laughs> that's one. news. What's this one? <laughs> no, that's our news. Uh, no. Uh, probably this. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I guess it was pretty exciting. No, so uh, I was going with, and I know he listens, so shout out to to young Sam, one of our, our little killers we have at Gaha. Sammy the bull. Uh, and he was working at Dars, and it was crazy because I felt good the whole time. Mm-hmm. Like, I felt really okay. Um, and I remember, so the last thing I remember was he was, he was kind of getting it in, and I'm like, okay, he's going uh, for a Dars, and so I was... Like, I'm going to let him work it in. And that's all I remember. <laughs> I never, sneaky, sneaky. I never remember it sneaky being like, Sam. I never remember feeling like, oh, I'm being choked or like, like, you know, like I've, I guess I've always been under the impression that, um, my mom just texted me, looked like McGregor had a pretty nasty broken leg. <laughs> she's been like, good tight. observation, Rindo. Yeah. She's, she's had knee operation. So she's been all about the fights this week. <laughs> the one I got earlier is, hold on, let me find it. Um, uh, this is the one I got earlier in the week. <laughs> you guys will get a kick out of this. This is my mom. Um, let's see. I know she was a huge Ronda fan. She was a really big Ronda fan. Oh, Conor McGregor acts and talks like an idiot. I just watched <laughs> his press conference. Yes. <laughs> this, is, this is a shout out to my mom who, like I said, had knee surgery. So she's just like, she's like fun, oh, yeah. watching everything. Oh, I yeah. get like Wimbledon updates. Wow. She's, she's watching in everything. She's watching the Euros. Yeah. Probably the most stuff she's probably taken in oh, 100%. her whole life. Yeah, for sure. So anyway, so I re- last thing I remembered was, okay, I'm in the Dars and I was like, I feel felt pretty comfortable. And the next thing I'm waking up looking at the ceiling and uh, Sam and Santia were standing over me like, are you okay? <laughs> and like, and I'm like, like I'm looking at probably to them like, I'm like, yeah. Mm-hmm. And then I realized I was like, oh, I'm at jujitsu. And I'm like looking around and I'm like, so in eighth grade I had seizure. Mm -hmm. And so it felt like waking up felt very similar. So my head instantly went back to, I thought I had a seizure like right off top. So I was like, did I shake? And they're like, no, you like, you went out and (laughs) Sam's like, uh, my arms got tired and I let you go and you just fell. <laughs> like, so like, you, like, have been, you might have been asleep yeah. for like three, four yeah, seconds. Like, Sam, you could have killed me. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Just, I was joking with him, but, uh, but yeah, it was so weird, man. I just, I, it's like, uh, yeah, just lost a, the game, man. 10 seconds of time there in my life that I'll never know what happened. What I will, so. what I do appreciate the most about it is now I will never allow Sam to get never. No, I, I I told him. I told him. I was like, Sam, we're done with the Dars stuff. I'm not. I can't, we can't. I can't no play more. that game with you anymore. I man. will go 100 <laughs> percent every Dars. <laughs> I can't play that game with you anymore, buddy. We're done. <laughs> but no, awesome. it was it was all good. I it was weird when I got up. I felt actually more energized than I did before. I feel like I've heard that before. Yeah, I felt. That's what Jacob was like. Do you feel? I was like, yeah. I feel like I could go like five more rounds right now. It's it probably crazy. like a reset. You mm-hmm. know, like when you when your phone says, "Hey, man, you haven't restarted your phone in you know 20 yeah. days." Yeah, Could it was that. it was interesting. Like I said, and still, I mean, he must have credit to Sam. I mean, Sam's just a little bull, man. We we call him Sammy the Bull, but he must have just. Uh, made the adjustment perfectly and just I just had yeah. no time to even react to it because I never like I said to my recollection of what I remember because here's the thing I'm not like a Matt Hardy where I'm like I'm not gonna tap like you know yeah. if he gets it I'm tapping anybody gets anything I'm tapping it was just I just never felt it didn't so feel danger at all no like sometimes you good. get put out by a 14 year old man it hey. happens and here's the thing it's like if it had to be anybody especially yeah. for my first time I'm so happy it was Sam yeah because yeah. if it would have been like Jacob or Schaefer they probably would have been like Put their butt by your yeah. face when you woke up or something. That's too predictable, too. Yeah. 
Like it's just kind of like, eh. Yeah. It's not as exciting as a young fourteen-year-old killer. I don't right. think I've, I think Kyle's got me in like some rare nakeds that I tried to fight and. I didn't. I don't think I necessarily got close, but things definitely started getting like real. See, that's what I was seeing some stars, yeah, and, and, and like now I know too. Like it's kind of like a growing thing for me because now I'm like, man, I can't even like rely on that because I've never been put out. Yeah. So I've always relied on that. Is like when I start getting like a little like I can see my picture getting a little thin. It's like yeah. all right, we better tap or really get out of this. And there was just none of that. Mm. So that's what was so crazy to me about the whole thing is. Man. I wonder so, if that's how the Von Flu is like, since people kind of don't realize yes. it. And then, oh, I, that's what I've always heard about that too. Uh, same thing. And I've been in Von Flus, and the first one I ever got put in, Jacob put me in it. And same thing, like I didn't even realize I was really guess being choked. Like I felt some pressure, and then Kira's like, "Hey, dog, you better tap. You ain't gonna get out of that." I'm just like, "Okay, like, yeah, you're probably right." But yeah, I never yeah. really felt super danger, I guess, in that either. So. Definitely had the most exciting uh, episode this week, as far as a moment. What's this? With this whole choke out thing. I remember you called me and was like, yeah, bro, I got put out. Yeah. And nothing like that exciting happened to me this week. Well, I feel like oh. he's always asking us what we've done. It's yeah. always, what are you guys doing? What's up? What's new? Because what do you do I'm dangerous? constantly doing stuff. You're not, though. This is like the first thing you've done I'm in a while. No. Yeah. You guys just never ask me. What do you mean? You guys never ask me what I've you do. I've definitely asked you before. No. Yes. No, I'm constantly living life on the edge. Okay. I do want to let the viewers know, um, you guys didn't get to see this. Um, I was the only um, witness but these fellas got into a nice little back and forth in the Facebook message group. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and I was just laughing. All I did at work, I did, every time I looked at it, I was just like, <clears throat> and I just put my phone back down. Yeah, Brandon was being ridiculous, so I sure. had to put him in his place. These dudes sure. were sending paragraphs back and forth. I was just yeah. eating it up. <laughs> yeah. Well, we can get into 264 yeah, if we you guys have don't to, have man. anything else. Yeah, I'm excited for this. Um, Still got a little bit of pizza coma. Yeah. Oh, that's good stuff. Man, I woke up feeling that this morning for sure. <laughs> oh, I just turned Siri on. Uh, before we jump into the episode, though, what do we ask everybody to do, Brandon? Subscribe, like, give us a shout out. What else? What's the most C- important thing? Comment, five stars. Thank you. Yeah. On what? Everything. On Apple Podcasts. Mm-hmm. And then if you're on, what's our Podbean? I don't think you can oh. rate us there. You can leave a review there. Yeah, you can review. Yeah, but we don't want that. We want it biggest, on Apple. But the biggest is Apple. Yeah. Review, five star. Leave a call. Yeah, leave the review. That's what we need. Do they need where do they need to follow us at? Instagram at Neon Belly. And Pod, then podcast. Like a Neon Belly podcast. Good job. We don't have Facebook yet, do we? No. Probably should get that. Foxy's still mad about that, I bet. Yeah. <laughs> Probably is. Gotta get our YouTube going too. We yeah. I, man, I really we really do need to get YouTube going little watch along that was sam's idea too right sam yeah. did yeah that, sam yeah. choked me out and then recommended that we do <laughs> which is why we gotta listen because i don't want <laughs> yeah. him to come after me next so now, yeah now we gotta listen because i don't want any smoke anymore well boys last night <sighs> ufc 264 let's just so much to break down on this card obviously uh but let's just start with the biggest story obviously coming out of this and that's going to be our main event dustin poyer defeating conor mcgregor by first round um tko doctor stoppage i think it's yeah tko mm-hmm. doctor stoppage um for people that don't know didn't watch i'm sure everybody listening did um they made it all the way to the end of the round both of them threw were they right hands at the end of the first round and missed yeah they both barely missed each other connor takes a big step back on his left mm-hmm. left leg yeah. and it just crumbles like chris weidman anderson St- silva style um you guys thought he had got punched, and I'm like, I didn't see him get hit. Yeah. He kind of just fell straight back to his butt. 
uh, the round ends. I think there might have been like five seconds left in the round, and then mm-hmm. just he instantly is like my ankle, my ankle, and then you just see him like move it, yeah. and it's just like hanging, yeah. and it's yeah. just like Hugh! well from that uh, angle, from the angle. They both did miss, but they both barely missed. Mm-hmm. So from the angle, yeah. it looked like Dustin might have clipped like yeah. the yeah. side. Yeah, so sort of like, like how we did in the first fight, right? Yeah. So I don't even know where to start with this, right? So because there, <sighs> there's just so many things. Um. So I think let's just start with the fight, okay? Let's kind of mm-hmm. break it down sure. from that perspective first, um, because I think there's a lot to break down within the fight. There's a lot to break down post fight, and then there's a lot to break down for the future mm-hmm. of what this means for both of these guys. Mm-hmm. Um. So let's start with the fight. So Connor came out. I said last week, we'll know a lot, uh, right? And um, one thing I noticed that was interesting is he did come back out in that wider stance, kind of karate, instantly kicking. Go ahead. No, you're fine. But it shifted. No, yeah, go ahead. So he started there, but then it started to shift. When he right? was getting hit. Mm-hmm. So yeah. as soon as he started, so he, he was having success early with the kicks, right? Mm-hmm. He threw two spinning mat kicks mm-hmm. back in a row. Yeah, bam, had, bam. had some good like leg kicks and stuff. But every time Dustin would start tagging him up, he would... Uh, kind of go back into that more traditional boxing like he did in the last fight. Mm -hmm. And that's where he was getting hit every time when he would do that. Mm -hmm. Um, And and so both of them, I thought in the opening round, uh, I think Connor had more volume with the kicks in terms of just strikes landed purely. Mm -hmm. Um, But a really good opening, what, probably two minutes, I would say for Connor. I mean, nothing super convincing. Um, And then uh, Dustin kind of charged forward, hits Connor with like a good what three yeah, combo. Like uppercut Connor right initiates, yeah, and and kind of. I mean, I'm not silly, or not not silly yet. But Connor initiates a clinch, which that's fine. You know, most guys, I think a lot of guys, you know, try to shoot or clinch when they're tagged because mm-hmm. I think he got tagged pretty good. Yeah. Um, they go against the cage. Connor pulls guillotine. I just, I well, still think. Well, Dustin went single leg. Yeah. He tried that guillotine yeah. and. Connor uh, it was locked a mistake. it up. It looked like he had it pretty good on the feet, but as soon as they got to the ground, Dustin yeah. did a phenomenal job of just adjusting. You know, he didn't allow Connor to, you know, get his legs in for yeah, He immediately started to pass to that side. Yes. To relieve uh, pressure. Exactly. Just super, obviously, high-level grappler, Dustin. Yeah. But um, the choke was, I mean, if he had gotten his legs around, that was, the, in was terms deep. of the choke itself, it looked like it was in. He yeah. just didn't, mm-hmm. he wasn't able to get his legs around where he needed them yes. to finish it. Yeah, and it's just the level of grappling there. Yeah, and uh, then I mean, then like probably the last what minute, two minutes was Dustin just landing some really good ground to pound, had some mm-hmm. good elbows from the top. Um, Connor kept trying to go back to that guillotine. Yeah, like he kept on pulling, trying to pull his head down and get that arm over, mm-hmm. and like you're not gonna re get yeah, that. Yeah, and and he had, uh, it's which I think is more credit to Dustin because I will give Connor some credit there on his back as he was doing a good job of getting his feet on Dustin's hips to try to create separation and space to mm-hmm. push him off and try to get back up. But I think Dustin, I think well, you had said Dustin's just got to be, or maybe one of you guys, how heavy Dustin yeah, must be from that. the top. And he, did you notice too? So Connor would get his feet on the hips trying to get some separation, mm-hmm. and instead of passing because dustin had multiple multiple points where he could have passed pretty yeah. easily instead of passing Elbows. he was he was grabbing but he was also grabbing connor's leg and putting him back into guard did you notice that he did it like three mm. or four times no, he i'd would, have to go back would, and watch he grabbed connor's legs and he put it back around him into a guard position so probably so connor couldn't get the push or yeah so he could probably because he couldn't get he didn't want him to get back against the cage more but also at the same time i think he just felt comfortable like connor's not going to submit me from there right you know so yeah. he can just unload and yeah, right. and and Connor, I'm never a fan of guys like when if somebody's on their back in guard and they're not doing anything to get up 
and they start throwing punches back, it's always like a well, that's probably you're mm-hmm. that's kind of silly. Like you're not going to do much, but man, I Connor did land a couple really big elbows from his back um, on Dustin, mm-hmm. and then that's when Dustin kind of started making mm-hmm. that adjustment too. Of yeah, I'm not going to get hit with those. I think yeah. Connor landed like three of them. Well, and then Connor did land. Um, I think he landed like one up kick, and a couple were close. Yeah, I don't know if you've seen in the press conference. Dustin had said that Connor had like three fingers yeah. in his glove and was pulling him into the up kicks. That's what he was complaining. That's why he broke away instead oh, yeah. of. Oh, I remember him saying something to her. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, instead of instead of backing, instead of staying on him, since he was getting caught in that weird situation, he backed out, and that's why they stood up. Okay, that's why they got up. Yeah, because mm-hmm. Connor eventually got up. Yeah, because uh, he said I, he just kept pulling him into those up kicks, so he didn't want to play. Did that. Dustin let him up, or did Connor get up? I can't remember now. It seems like Dustin backed off because he had his glove like that. He said okay. he had his training. Yeah, and, and Connor just kind of popped up real yeah. quick okay one thing i think connor doesn't get credit for but he's really good at is getting up off the especially off the wall i yeah. think he's a really good wall walker like in the second fight with dustin and with habib as habib, well yeah when he was against the cage he does a good job of getting up to his feet sure. and creating separation so i think that's part of why dustin was trying to prevent again that space and right on the hips because yeah Dustin or Connor does a good job getting up. I agree. Mm-hmm. And and I think, and once again, you know, obviously Connor being on his back is a big, you know, something everybody's had. And I thought he did a really solid job of at least trying to create the space and do the necessary things. Like, like I, I instantly off top think back to like the Kevin Holland fight, right? When we mm-hmm. see Kevin Holland, you know, or even like the Izzy couple times we've seen izzy now on his back and it's like it's we're sitting there like screaming like man he's not he's not shrimping he's not he's not getting on his hips he's not doing anything kind of land yeah so credit to connor for that um so then that's when they get up and then they kind of both instantly throw and then that's when the whole leg thing happens Mm -hmm. and and then i think connor kind of shells up and maybe dustin kind of those a couple. Those a couple, and then the round ends. Yeah, it kind of sucks too. You can see it on Connor's face, like he knew what had happened, but he just did. He, he's like shocked. Yeah, like he looked at Herb, like maybe Herb saw it and Herb didn't see it, and then he sees Dustin coming in. He just kind of covers up, like, "Well, I have to take this for yeah. a second because mm-hmm. yeah. there was nothing he could so, do." So for now, let's just stop there, right? So let's kind of just talk about the fight um, okay. and and everybody's kind of thoughts on on how that first round played out. Um, because I thought I thought. <laughs> In comparison to the first fight, it was very similar mm-hmm. in a way. Mm-hmm. Connor got some good strikes off, you know, kind of like in the first fight. I think he even stung Dustin a couple yeah, times. Yeah, he said he got hit with a good cross yeah, that kind of didn't see. Yeah. Um, I was really excited to see Connor go back to those kicks. Um, mm-hmm. But, I mean, I think just purely based off of just what we saw, stopping it at the injury for right now, I still feel like Dustin Poirier is just right now the far superior mixed martial artist. Yes. And I kind of had said it last night is I don't think right now Connor is in the space to be able to really catch up and, and definitely not in six months, which was the turnaround from the last fight. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, but what is your guys' kind of thoughts just on the fight from where we were six months ago to now? Did we see enough to say, um, not make me that like, Oh, Connor's back or he's, um, but did you see anything like what, just what's your thoughts from the comparison? Because that's kind of what we were going off of going into this. So I've I've been thinking about this a lot. I didn't go to bed till like four this morning. <laughs> I just could not sleep. So okay, I feel like do we have enough to say that Poirier has Connor's number? Let's say I would say no, but I think that we've seen enough, in my opinion, to say that Dustin is the superior mixed martial artist, sure. like you said. Because the question about this fight going into is like, okay, well, there's mm-hmm. a lot of questions that we're gonna have answered here, right? Connor came out and did a good job with implementing the kicks, which he didn't do in the, the last fight. Yeah. Problem with that is, is that's a lot of gas you're burning. Yeah. Like, you know, how long can you keep those kicks up? Maybe you can do it three, four rounds, maybe not. Yeah. Um, but the other thing is, 
Connor or Dustin's clearly the better on the ground. And I think he's got I don't know, he outboxed him in the second fight. I think the argument can be made. In that third fight it was it was looking better for Connor, but I still think Dustin was catching him with that check that check hook yeah. um, off of his left. Right. And he timed it really early in the first round. Like I remember in the second fight it took a minute for Dustin to catch that timing. Mm-hmm. But the I think the second or third one Connor threw, Dustin was able to check him with that hook. Yeah. So I just yeah, I just think that that's Dustin's fight to win. Mm-hmm. Or Dustin's fight to lose, I suppose. Yeah, I feel like it very much reminded me of the first fight. I felt like, you know, six months isn't enough time to develop better habits and mm-hmm. and implement things that were going to help you as far as, I mean, who knows how long he was working on that boxing stance from all these celebrity, you know, big-time boxers he was trying to get with, like, Pacquiao and stuff. So I think it was, you know, starting off in the stance was great, but we talk about a lot, like, when guys get hurt, they go to what they know, and he got away from that karate stance as soon as he got hurt. Yeah. Um, I also think that probably nine times out of ten, that's how that fight goes. Connor gets off some stuff early. Dustin closes the distance, and then Connor's game isn't the same. Yeah. I really think, too, at 55, it just makes a difference because Dustin got finished at 45, and I just think Dustin can take those sure. punches better than he could mm-hmm. at 45. I just I just think that mattered a lot more, and, too. And I, and I, I want to touch on this a little bit more, but we can kind of touch on it because that's one thing is I just think, you know, Connor's best years were obviously at 45, mm-hmm. and maybe mm-hmm. Connor's just a 45er. But I think, I think Dustin is the more truer 55er for sure mm-hmm. and dustin has a future at 70 dustin's a big dude man mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, he's he's just a big guy and i think i think he's i think he'd be a smaller 70 you know in comparison sure. but i think he could manage that weight well up him and Usman would be crazy oh for sure something i just want to throw out though um because obviously we didn't see a second third fourth fifth round um connor landed almost 80 percent of his strikes he landed mm-hmm. 43 out of 54 strikes Six out of six, or uh, excuse me, eight out of eight on his leg kicks. He landed 100% of his leg kicks. Um, Dustin didn't quite land with the same uh, percentage. Um, it just would have been really interesting to see um, if that would have that trend could have continued because you can't just take 80% of Connor's punches. We know that over the course of a fight. Now, would he have faded in the later rounds? We could probably assume based off of history. Um, mm-hmm. But man, it just, I, I hate. Not, not. I mean, obviously, as a Connor fan, it's it's never fun seeing somebody lose, especially that way. But man, I just feel like we all kind of kind of got robbed over. Like, <laughs> I, I just wanted more. Yeah, there's. Yeah. I, you know? I don't feel like there's a. I mean, I think everybody said it. Dana said it. Obviously, Connor and even Dustin said it. Mm-hmm. I don't feel like there's a resolution from this. Like, I don't yeah, feel tough, like all oh, this chapter is closed because you didn't get a clear. You know, was it trending away? Yeah, I think it was looking just like it was going to look in the second fight. Because yeah. once Connor had to fight to get, you know, Dustin's on top of him hitting him, that stand him a bar is low. Going to this next round, he probably tries to throw a couple of big shots. He yeah. probably gets taken down again. The yeah. pop, I just think that pop goes away. Like his yeah. left hand. And if you take, you know, if we took away Connor's power and, and let's just take that away, I just feel like he, lo- he just loses a lot mm-hmm. more of his fights. I just, I think. I, like something I've thought this morning, do you remember, uh, was it Bradley that beat Pacquiao mm-hmm. and everybody was like, how, like there's yeah. no way. And then you go back and you watch the Bradley fight in slow motion and you see how Brad, uh, yeah, Bradley outstruck Pacquiao and like, it wasn't necessarily the power. It was just more the precision, the volume mm-hmm. over the course of the fight. And I feel, I just can't help but wonder though, 
the fact that he was landing punches at such a high percentage. And like, mm-hmm. you didn't realize it watching the fight that Connor was landing 80% of his punches. I mean, mm-hmm. we'll get to the Sean O'Malley fight, but it's very similar in that, in that sense. And it's mm-hmm. like, I'm not saying Connor could have done that over three rounds like O'Malley did, but, but to see him landing eight of eight on leg kicks, I mean, it was a different, mm-hmm. it was a more focused forward Connor. And it just can't help but wonder like, Oh, if he could, well, have, I think but, the, the difference too is, Dustin didn't land as much, but when he did, you've seen it affect Connor that's way more right. on that's, the and opposite that's, side. And that's kind of the same thing with like that Pacquiao fight is everybody mm-hmm. saw Pacquiao landing the bigger punches. They, you know, it, it might have moved Bradley or whatever back in the day. I don't, I'd have to go back and watch that fight, but the reaction sometimes gets more than the volume. So, mm-hmm. so as much as Connor was hitting that 80% and we know that he kind of fades. Mm-hmm. Dustin, anytime Dustin landed, as you said, you got that reaction from yeah. Connor. But at the same time, Connor or Dustin will keep that pace through fight, sure. like the Hooker fight, right. right? Dustin will continue. So anytime Dustin makes that contact and, and Connor reacts the way he does, but then you add in mm-hmm. Connor fading. I, I don't know. That, that's the, that's <laughs> what that's the question mark, and that's where like John was saying, we don't have a resolution because. I just would have loved to have seen what were we going to get a more evolved Connor that maybe could have mm-hmm. done that over three, four, maybe five. And it's rounds. a, and unfortunately, you know, it's something that I can relate to as me and you are both being Anderson fans. Like, yeah, the second Weidman fight with the broken sure. legs. Like he doesn't, he wasn't necessarily looking great leading up to that, but yeah. it's like, but it's Anderson. Yeah, yeah, for sure. But I will say, you know, last night going home, I was thinking, I think the. The thing that I've thought about with Connor, and it's something that obviously his accolades are crazy. He has, you know, a really crazy, like, legendary career. He's never been somebody to me that responds or gets through the adversity in a fight. Yeah. I think that's kind of, that was kind of, that's kind of the biggest knock on him is, you know, when he's not winning, it's that's it. That's what they vote. Yeah, that's kind of everybody's criticism is he kind of folds a little bit more. And, and I can respect that a little bit more than like kind of what me and going to the Facebook argument is the whole like the motivated thing. And like, those are just such weak narratives to me that people push is like, Oh, rich man can't fight. And I was telling you last night, Stephen MMA Smith, but, but I was telling Brandon last night, Floyd Mayweather, like that's silly. Floyd's been making hundreds of millions of dollars and fighting his ass off for Mm -hmm. years, but Floyd's not Connor. Right. But it just, I can, but see, that's what I'm saying is I can appreciate then if you want to go into the next level of that narrative and be like, well, let's go back and look, Connor tends to fade in fights Mm -hmm. when he faces adversity, he kind of wilts a little bit. Mm -hmm. Those are all fair arguments Mm -hmm. and I can get behind that, but I'm so sick of going into the fight is everybody was saying, oh, he's, oh, he's not motivated, bro. He ain't training. That's silly. Do you not see this man's physique and the shape that he comes into? And I mean, you don't, Mm. you don't look like that if you're not constantly trying and and well and they talked about how hard he was throwing those kicks and punches which could have led to the fracture that ended up doing it but he thinks it did he thought he checked it yeah yeah he said he thought he felt something on one of them he didn't check it i mean we saw his knee yeah we saw the slow-mo he never when they showed the slow-mo at the end he never checked any of those kicks Mm -hmm. um it just you know and kind of like the weidman thing is they think that you know maybe he might have came in with a fracture a bit and maybe connor came into the fight with a bit of a fracture and just didn't yeah because i mean if you're connor and how the last fight went and you were getting your leg kicked off, it was evident that he wanted to kick his leg more early. Yeah. Would, and maybe just, he trained that a lot and that could have caused a fracture. Would or, it would it change a lot for you guys if Connor threw a kick and it landed and it broke like Silver Weidman's? Would, would that change a lot for you? Or would could you have still, if he checked it. Um, what if he didn't check it? It just kind of landed weird. Oh, like kind of like the Weidman Hall one, mm-hmm. right? Because did Hall check that? I think he just planted. Yeah. I think he... 
maybe by, slightly, maybe but he probably bit. his legs are probably baseball bats. And dude. that's kind of what I was saying last night too. Is I feel like it's a little tough to kind of call that a win for Dustin mm-hmm. and a TKO win at that because there was nothing. So that and that's kind of like rolling into now, kind of like where the where the next phase is like what now the injury now and all that stuff. But just before we roll in is. The segue is, I don't see how you call that a necessarily victory because Dustin didn't do anything that directly resulted in the injury. It's not like Connor kicked, and then mm-hmm. you could argue like, oh, he turned his knee out a little there and checked. I mean, there was just nothing of that sort. He literally just threw the punch, took a step back, and the, the ankle crumbled, and not from any result of anything that Dustin did. I think if I was Connor, I would protest it and try to have it turned to a no contest. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think you have a legitimate argument there of there was nothing in that to say that Dustin deserves a TKO victory because he didn't, the round had ended. You had brought up the point of he, you know, you could say he didn't answer the bell, Mm -hmm. um, which I don't know how that would. I think if you choose not to answer the bell, that that's a TKO. But when you can't answer the bell because of a, yeah. Yeah. It's definitely a weird. A weird you, area. You, well, you had brought up the Jimmy Crew, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, how they had stopped it. The ref waved it off between rounds. Like, yeah, you're not going back out. But he wasn't. He was not going back out because his leg was destroyed by mm-hmm. uh, who was he fighting from the leg kicks? Uh, um, Santos. I can't remember. Oh, mm-hmm. I'm drawing a blank. But that was his injury was from direct result of mm-hmm. multiple leg kicks and basically got drop foot or whatever. There's nothing in that fight that we can, I mean, you could say, like Dustin could say, I felt the crack on the kick, but even still, you took the the leg kick they thought it was, he ate it, he didn't check it. So, mm-hmm. I, to me, to, and I'm not, I don't want to take anything away from Dustin, and I know that's kind of what I'm doing, but, because he still won that first round, uh, but I just, to me, to call it a TKO victory for Dustin when he didn't do anything to that's, actually break the leg. Yeah, that sucks for Dustin too, right? Cause sure. That's the narrative, right? It's it will not be. how well Dustin did or anything. Yeah. Well, and I think on your record too, man, being like, you know, you know I'm 13-1-1. and one, sure. that, that weird one on the end always feels weird. Mm. Not having the, whether it's from a, you know, an accidental nut shot or you know somebody yeah, got a that's, cut that's or, why i don't really put i mean if a guy has that extra one it just is what it is yeah. i mean yeah, the other one from alvarez right mm, didn't he have one with yeah alvarez? yeah weird. And, and that's what yeah but it just i mean but losses losses when it's in the next column next to it as a loss that means a lot more in the ufc too yeah and it takes money it takes opportunity i wonder how that affects because i wonder if that affects his like show and win money too yeah yeah i wonder, you if, the, I wonder if the ufc would still give him the win money no because he didn't. That's what I'm saying. Like it, it affects it a lot. Up, yeah. Just that, just that mm-hmm. one being moved over there on your loss. I mean, I, Connor probably doesn't have like a show. I'm sure his stuff's all just paid up front yeah. and in full or whatever they do. But, but now we know from the post fight, Dana said a fourth fight is intriguing, and and it's hard to argue it because we didn't really get because once again, Dustin didn't do anything to end Connor's leg. Um, like, go ahead. Problem is, we know Dustin's going to be fighting for the title. Before he gets Connor back, so if yeah. he wins, so, t- well, so who knows how long it takes Connor to get well? We don't, back and, and right that's here. what Dana kind of said, right? Is timing's going to be everything on this, right? Yeah. But he said it is always there, just like the Diaz fights always there. So, say Dustin wins, gets the title, uh, and then he fights like a Gaethje next, okay? And then Connor comes back in like six or eight months. You could do Connor Nate. If Connor beats Nate, you'd give him a title shot, right? You know, so if he um, beats anybody. If yeah. he beats anybody, sure. Uh, I mean, like I think John brought up a good one, the Dos Anjos uh, RDA. Mm-hmm. I think that's that'd be a good fight. Um, but you know, 
it, it is interesting now to see what Connor does because I feel like you got to stop fighting these top guys, man. And not to say you can't get back to that level, but I just, I, I told you guys last night, start from, start, just rebuild it, man. Go back to mm-hmm. like an unranked guy like a Diaz. It's still a huge fight. He's not ranked, mm-hmm. but he's, it's still a big fight. Start there. You beat him, go face like an RDA, beat him. You go then then maybe we can yeah. talk title. But I just I don't I like, think when you just keep throwing yourself back into the fire, kinda like Woodley, it's it's a tough pit to climb out of. But that and that division he's in though, 50, 55 specifically. That, the top ten is just like, Yeah, and you gotta yeah. be and you, and you gotta be fair to those guys too. Like Darush, oh, you couldn't pass well, him up for Connor. Yeah, you would. I'm not saying like you as a fan <laughs> you shouldn't. Right. Connor's but, not at that level anymore. But they hundred percent will. You mean for the title? Yeah, like oh. if if Connor comes back and okay, say he the Dustin beats Oliveira, and then there's like a injury or some type of thing that shakes it out to where you could either fight Connor or Darush or something like that. Like, but, he, but so, you but you do understand? No, the UFC would definitely okay. do it, but yeah. th- I don't think they should. Is what I'm getting at. That's well, fine. Yeah, that's These fine. guys deserve it more no, than I don't, Connor well, does. Nobody's gonna argue the, you there, but because Connor's like, oh, and if you if you could do Connor Dustin Ford. Dustin did Benil Dariush. I mean, <laughs> I mean, I would do Benil because I don't think Connor can beat Dustin at this point. But you understand they won't. No, I know they won't. I'm uh, just saying okay. as a fan, I don't want to see. Sure. I mean, I do want to see that fight again, but just not at I the loss as pure, of. As a purist. Yeah. I 100%. Just, there's I, just a lot of, even like somebody like Chandler. If Chandler wins again. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's, man, that's another juicy one that yeah. we talked about was Connor Chandler. You there's know. a lot of guys who want to fight Connor. Like I said, we talked about this before, but yeah. like once Anderson lost and it looked like, you know, it's like, all right, well, we can get a, a legend win on our record. Yeah. Everybody mm-hmm. wants to fight him. And I think Connor's going to be the same. That's why I just feel like, man, going back to a Diaz fight, let's get that trilogy or, uh, yeah, let's, the trilogy, right? That'll mm-hmm. be the third. Mm-hmm. Let's get that trilogy knocked out, man. It's been hanging there. It's going to be there when he comes back. Let's get that knocked out. Let's make sure you can still compete first. Let's stay away from 170. Yeah, yeah, that too. Um, but, you know, like... Well, he, dude, Diaz at 170 wouldn't be too bad. Mm, I mean, he's I still a, like it. I think that was the problem in I think, fights yeah, anyways. I agree. And I think Connor's not a 70 year. No. And I think, I think even if you do like 60, maybe... Uh, 65 but yeah let's let's start with a Diaz but then after that if if he were to beat Diaz which I'm not saying he necessarily could I mean we don't really know but mm-hmm. if he could beat a Diaz then let's go do like an you know like I said Islam. like no <laughs> I mean maybe but just kidding I, it was a joke yeah I mean, too, I mean I mean he would love that whole fight yeah he I would, would love be, it yeah, there's yeah, no smiling, way smiling looking at the I don't team. know man we'll We'll get to Islam in a little bit. It could be interesting, but not like an Islam, like somebody like lower down. Like mm-hmm. I'm trying to think of like who's somebody lower. Like a, I mean, not I like an Ar- he would never fight like an Arnold Allen, but like somebody with a bigger name that's somewhere at in fifty five, at fifty five yeah, or forty five. Yeah, in fifty five, like you know, just even like a Drew Dober, man. Like just let's just make sure we can still keep Brad him. Riddle. Yeah, no, he's he's like a forty five, I think. But let's just make sure we can. No, he just fought Dober. Oh, then maybe Dober's a forty five. Right? Oh, okay. Yeah, I don't think Riddle's a fit out uh, fifty five is he? I don't know, uh, but just somewhere lower down the pecking mm-hmm. order. Dude, Tony Ferguson set it up. Yeah, that that'd be Ooh. another great one. Perfect. And like, so you do Nate, then you beat a Tony Ferguson. You know, maybe those are two guys that you're supposed to beat, but it gets you those MMA reps where you're not fighting the best guy in the yeah. world. Yeah, you I know, Tony'd be a tough one for him. And it'd be a tough fight, right? Tony's gonna push him. He's a durable guy, yeah. mm-hmm. and whether Connor can outstrike him or not, Tony's gonna be there for three, five, probably be a five rounder, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, man, that's what I'd like to see from Connor, man. Just let's let's kind of dial it back a little bit and just get some get some wins. Let's I, start. 
I'm honestly questioning if he comes back. Just I think the, he will. 100%. I, I really hope 100%. so. 100%. But I don't know, man. Like, I guess it all depends on the injury. But uh, he, mm. he definitely, here's the thing. Even if it's not MMA, he fights again. Oh, 100%. Yeah, 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 I mean, I can see that. 100,000%. I just think he's also way just way too prideful to go out like that. Yeah, yeah. No, that was a rough one. And it was a tough one. one. And not to say that he, and here's the thing that comes with that, though, right? You have, you're that prideful, you come back and you're just not the same. That happens too. I mean, I feel like that's a part of like with Anderson. That could be a mental hard to come back from and physical, but. And I know one thing. Oh, go ahead. Were you going to say something? No, I just, I was, it's yeah, nothing, go ahead. It's just, oh. so like, do you guys put any stock into the way, like when Connor was sitting there, right? Like after the, inter- I guess you call an interview with Joe Rogan, but like all the stuff, I guess he was saying to Dustin about his wife. Do you guys. That's like just trying to secure to a fourth fight. Well, I feel like. and I think, but what do you think about the mental aspect of it, though? I think mentally, he's sitting there on his butt, his legs snapped in half. He just lost, and I think a lot of that is it, it's desperation in a bit. Like a lot of adrenaline. A lot of adrenaline. Yeah. I, I think you're just. I mean, it just looks bad. It looks bad, but yeah. I think you're. It's you're you're hopeless, right? Like mm-hmm. you have you just lost, and there's two million people watching. There's twenty thousand people. There's MGK, there's celebrities, Donald Trump sitting front row, and you're sitting on your butt with your ankle broken, Mel and you Gibson. just and yeah, and you just lost the biggest trilogy in UFC history. Yeah, and it's kind of like that little snot nosed kid on the playground, right? That's just being a little poop well, head. And you probably have to grasp at something to for you to you, you're going to need a way to get through this. Yeah, just like recovery. Him, him sitting there yelling, "It's a doctor stoppage! It's a doctor stoppage!" <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, like he didn't he didn't even want it to say. TKO victory, you know, I mean, he's, he's definitely somebody who takes a lot of pride in his brand and his image. Sure. You have to maintain that. And one thing I had said last night, and and I understand that there's probably no way that this could happen, but I'm saying even if there's a small, small chance of it, I think if he could find a way to go back to 45, I feel like, cause I don't feel like, you know, typically later in the career guys go up. Right. And that's not the move for him because he's not, I think he's a 55 er obviously, but he's not a seven year. And I just feel like if there's any, cause that's where he was his best. I mean, if you're going his like off of his resume and what we've seen, he's always been his best at 145. Even if he didn't feel his best, obviously, cause it's a, it's a tough weight cut. But aside from the Eddie Alvarez, which is just one of his probably greatest performances. I just, I just feel like there's no. There's a lot of way. tough fights at that point. Yeah, it's like even even looking to the division, but like outside of the division, I just don't. I just but feel he like was a weight cut. But too he was. Much. A, I think it is too. That's. But I'm saying like if there's a way he can get his body back down there safely. Yeah. Um. But I, I don't know, man, because he he was big, he was powerful, he looked a lot power more. Power, mm-hmm. His power was way better at that division. Um. And it, not that it hasn't translated up. Um. But it hasn't as well. No, um, you think about it, the only 55er he's put away is um, Alvarez. Yeah, yeah, because the Cerrone was at 70. Mm-hmm. So his power just went a lot better down in that division. And the way he fights, his skill set, you know, he was, I think it helped defending takedowns at that weight class. He was mm-hmm. a little bigger, a little stronger, but I don't think he does that. Um, but yeah, we'll see, guys. It's gonna be it's gonna be an interesting road for Connor. Obviously, uh, I think they said it was his lower shin tibia. tibia. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm imagining that's gonna be at least six to eight months of bones are better than wait bones is that's a bone. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah bones yeah. are yeah. better than ligaments, I guess. So probably hopefully. yeah, because they fuse and sure. But a lot of times it's and he's overcome. I mean, he tore his ACL early yeah. back mm-hmm. in his career and missed right like a year. Mendes. Yeah. He I mean, like a year, year and a half. Weidman was walking two days after surgery. That's crazy. Weidman's that's awesome, dude. He's like, I think they, I think somebody, uh, 
said that he there was like videos of him like hitting mitts already. Like yeah. in training and stuff. Ferguson fought six months after tearing his old ACL. Yeah. Like getting so, surgery and yeah, I'd imagine it's going to be, we probably don't see Connor the rest of this year, no. uh, but probably early next year. So we'll see. Hopefully. We yeah. will see. It's, there's, there's, it's, it's like Dana said, it's going to be timing and who's available when he's ready to go. When he's, he's one of those, it's like, you know, in other sports, like for baseball, when the Yankees are, are playing or winning, it's better for baseball, you know. Sure. When you know some of these bigger schools in college are winning, like when Duke's winning, yeah, it's more exciting because people are used to and it. And that's why I think he needs to go back and start winning. Yeah, and back in competition is what I'm meaning. Lower, <laughs> lower seated guys. Um, and then for Dustin, obviously we know he gets Oliveira next. I cannot tell you how exciting <laughs> that fight is to even think about. Um, obviously we'll get to that at a future date when it's announced and um when we preview it. But just mm. that's gonna be fireworks mm, that's gonna be such a crazy division man it's a crazy division that's gonna and that fight's gonna produce i think that fight's gonna be something special i don't think it's <laughs> gonna be as big of a spectacle as this one was unfortunately not uh but it will be for but the hardcores i don't yeah. know man i think dustin you know i think his stock goes up a little bit now beating mm -hmm. connor twice you know you're not gonna see the celebrities that we saw last night unfortunately but um, I think a lot more eyes are going to be on him. And for people that don't know who Oliveira is, it could be a good time for him to start really building his name yeah. as a star too. So that fight's exciting. Boys, the co-main event last night, we're going to move into it. Gilbert Dorino Burns beating Steven Wonderboy Thompson by unanimous decision. 29-28 uh, on all judges' scorecards. <sighs> kind of disappointed in this mm -hmm. one. Mm-hmm. Expected a lot more. Um, expected a lot more from both guys. I'll say. Yeah. I'm not going to just put this on Dorino as, um, you know. I think a lot of people are like, oh, he fought such a boring fight and just took him down and held him down. But like we were even talking, man, there were so many opportunities where Wonder Boy just did not pull the trigger. Mm -hmm. um, and when he did pull the trigger, I think in the third round, uh, it was kind of too late. Uh, but at that point, he was having success, man, and it was just kind of frustrating that mm -hmm. he just allowed it up. Just allowed too much patience, I think, and, and just kind of really allowed Burns to, to initiate everything and kind yeah. of push the pace and get him against the cage and hold him down. Um, I had said, I think early, or it was between the first and second round, I th when Wonderboy came back to his con uh, corner, he did not look confident. I thought he looked a little like... Uh, I, I think I told you guys, I don't know if he felt something. Maybe it was just how heavy Dorino or Burns felt on top. Mm -hmm. um, uh, it did, he just seemed pretty discouraged yeah, after that first like round. It. Yeah, mm -hmm. he didn't. I think, in, and so it's it's unfortunate uh, that it went that way because, like I said, Gilbert Burns, sorry, Gilbert Burns can't do that to Kamara Usman. No. So uh, he did what he did have to have to win, and it was a, a good performance in that aspect, but you can't do that against the champ. So I don't know. I, yeah, but because. I don't remember if we checked it. Did he ever shoot against Kamara? I don't know. Uh, no, I, can I think he just tried to brawl with him. I can him, check it real yeah. quick. But what here's the thing. Talk? The same thing happened with Colby. Colby didn't... I, I know. And you I know think, what I'm saying? I think I it's think, when you but know... But I think that's the difference maker. I think yeah, if Colby... But, Colby's definitely a better wrestler. I think if Colby or Usman... So Gilbert Burns was 0 for 3 in takedowns against Kamara Usman. He, but were they like shots? He, or was I mean, like, we'd have to go back and watch yeah. it. But I'd imagine it was probably against They credited him stuff. for three takedown attempts, and he landed none of them. Kamara Usman, 0 of 0. So yeah. he didn't even shoot. <laughs> well, and I think for Burns is you didn't see the improvements that he would need to beat. He was still getting hit. 
and the he shots was, weren't that pretty. No, you know? and he was still kind of getting a little wild. Like he at first he looked really reserved and he was kind of trying to hold back, but it's just sometimes that instinct is hard to fight. And against somebody like Usman, you can't have openings because you've seen with like the Mazoval fight, like all it takes is one, and it's a it's a night night. And so. that was it, right? You know, it was just kind of like Wonder Boy was going to offer. You know, like Usman said, I'm I'm starting to lap the tracks, and you know, you're just the, you know I'm gonna start passing all you guys. And mm-hmm. Wonder Boy was that question mark that we've had for so long. You know, now you got Leon Edwards, although, and and I said it last night, and I'll say it again. I think Leon Edwards is the biggest winner last night because yeah. I really feel like you know, obviously we know Colby Usman's next. I really feel like if Wonder Boy won last night, Leon would get passed again. And it would have been Wonder Boy in that next fight. Yeah, um, probably. And so I think now for Leon, you're sitting pretty because you can wait just like Colby did. Colby mm-hmm. waited, gets his rematch. Um, and I think now if you're Leon, just wait. Don't fight Gilbert. Don't take any more chances. And, um, you know, he's had two fights now. So he's gotten gotten some reps back in. Obviously mm-hmm. had a, a five rounder with, um, who did he just fight? I'm drawing a blank. Yes. Yeah, mm-hmm. and um, so cool. you, yeah, so you've gotten your rounds back in. So I would just wait and mm-hmm. just let it play out. And there's no way I think they do based off of how the first fight went. I think they have to do Leon before they do Burns. Yeah, yeah I would rather see Leon for sure. Yeah, yeah. and um, just real quick, I know we told you guys to send in your reviews uh, on we'll, the fights. We'll, we'll do those after. Oh, we're gonna do that after. Yeah. yeah. Well, I will say what I will say about it is I think Wonder Boy is definitely gonna look back at this and be disappointed he didn't pull the trigger more. Because yeah. there were openings there. Exactly. Um, and if you're Burns, you know, you did what you had to do. I thought it was kind of weird like in the third. He just kind of held him until he heard that 10-second bell. And then he just started trying to, like, mm-hmm. trying to finish it real quick and then hit him in the back of the head seven times. Right. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. No, not Brandon. They were to the shoulder. Dude, half of them were to the shoulder. You guys are overreacting. Okay, so here's the thing. I said... Like he was, I said, tar- like he was targeting okay, the back of the head. In the, in the midst of it, I said, four, like, 14 of those were to the back of the head. Yeah. And then when they slowed it down... Like six of them were to the shoulder, and then like six of like them were four. No, yeah. I, well, but we here's were, the other thing: we were literally right? counting. He's trying to finish the guy. Yeah. So let me punch you six times in the shoulder and four times in the back of the head. Yeah. While I'm trying to finish you, like the, you're hitting Man, as hard as you can. It's fighting. We could get. We it, could go on and on. It but does. it's also not like Thompson was like moving his head around. He was just sitting there getting punched in the back of the head. In yeah. the midst of the fight, and in terms of the fight, it doesn't matter much no. because that's the only round Wonder Boy actually won, in my opinion. It looked bad. Um. But it is what it is, and um, there's just there's if you're burned, you better hope Colby wins. I feel like because it gets you back to the title quicker. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but he and, I, mean, I just don't think he can fight Colby like that either. I mean, he <laughs> he literally relied on his grappling, and I just yeah. I, I don't see how that matchup favors either Colby or Usman. But we'll see, man. I I do like Gilbert Burns, and I I know it sounds like we're being critical, but. I think it's fair to be based off of what we've seen. Well, and it's, it's one thing of being a fan and another thing of just wanting to see, you know, these, these limits of Usman's game as he's sure. been evolving. And I don't think Burns presents a puzzle that's, like, too hard to solve. This is sort of like the John Jones problem, right? Like, once you run through a division, you start a, you get into this place where it's hard to figure out, okay, well, who's next? Because you've mm-hmm. kind of fought everybody. Rematches are sometimes enticing, sometimes they're not. Yeah. So it's kind of a weird place Usman's in. Yep. And then uh, our next fight... Ty Tuavasa, bam, bam, defeating Greg Hardy via round one knockout. Uh, that fight for, it was a minute and seven seconds, was just, like, awesome. Greg yeah. Hardy clips 
Tuavasa gives him the rubber legs and then charges in, and Tuavasa just clips him with a sick left hand mm-hmm. that sent, <laughs> sent Hardy's eye open. Sent Hardy's eyes straight to the roof. His arms were crossed <laughs> yeah. like this yeah. as he went down. Oh, just folded him and just and and let's be real that's a big big win for Tuavasa. he's oh, now yeah. on three fight win streak um and and hardy's a, a tough guy he's a big guy he's a powerful guy and uh i'm, I'm excited for Tuavasa. did the shoey afterwards uh one with, with hot sauce one with hot sauce yeah <laughs> he definitely got he definitely got bamboozled with that yeah. oh that was hilarious i thought it was um i think greg hardy might just be a victim of got into the game too late sure because some of these guys have been like he does have a X factor of his power, but you see, and I said this last night. If we've learned anything in the past couple of years as heavyweights, you don't rush in when you hurt them because those guys plant their feet and they yeah, throw you something said, back. Uh, Pat Berry, Chet Congo, yeah, this and then even like the Stepe Francis, like Stepe really he rushed in, thought he had mm-hmm. it, and then yeah, Francis just planted his feet and threw two or three, and one of them hit. Yeah. That was an exciting. It, I mean, for what it was, it was it was fun. And and I know you're saying about Hardy, but I think he gets. I bet he gets another fight. I think he yeah. still offers something, and he's he's not quite a polished finished product yet. Yeah. I don't know if the UFC's the you know best place to 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 learn the job, so to speak. But I think he still can beat a lot of those lower guys and continue to learn. Yeah, and UFC, if you're a heavyweight and you can win one of your three, sure. you're gonna stay. Right I don't now. see. I, oh, go ahead. I think if you're gonna learn. The sport heavyweight is probably the best division to do it. Sure. So I mean, and I don't think I don't know that he ever reaches the elite title, you know, top mm-hmm. five picture. But I don't think he has to either. I mean, no. it's not. There's no expectations. Like he's kind of like this example but, of. I what, mean, I guess I'll say this. I felt like people thought about Derek Lewis like that for the while. You know, he was knocking people <sighs> out. No, yeah, just, and it, he just kind of seemed mid tier, and then. He gets a couple wins, and next thing you know, he gets to the Francis fight. That's a snooze. I think, I think part of that's I think part of that's heavyweight too, though. Yeah, you know, if you can just make a little bit of a splash, and that you win ball, three in a row, you're probably looking close yeah. to a title eliminator. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, Irene Aldana defeating. Oh gosh, oh gosh. <laughs> <laughs> we were just talking about this, Yana. Yeah, Yana Kunti Saka. You gotta, do the, you gotta do the DC. Yeah, yeah. How DC? DC was like Kusasaka. Uh, <laughs> but no, super, super good performance by Aldana. Knocked her out in uh, the round, the first round. Did miss weight by quite a bit. Um, and I think if she can get her weight, if as long as that's not an issue for her to make that thirty-five. I mean, I'm not saying she's gonna beat Amanda, but it's a fun, it's a new matchup, I guess. She's a good boxer. That makes that. Yeah, and I think she's a. Uh, I think she, I don't know. I think they said she's been working on her wrestling, but uh, she trains out of the same gym as Brandon Moreno, and seems like they're starting to build a nice little mm-hmm. stable of fighters. And then the last fight on the main card, uh, Sean O'Malley defeating Chris Moutinho uh, by TKO um, in round three with only thirty seconds boo left. Her, yeah. Boo. It, so Did this you hear Dana say that Dana thought it could be stopped in like, like the a, second yeah. round. Yeah, he wasn't mad about it. Um, but man. Moutinho taking the fight on 10 days notice and just coming out and you we almost we're, I think we're almost giving him too much credit <laughs> because it was still like I mean he was just like walking I mean just like a zombie yeah. walking O'Malley just ate, eating every yeah, his head was snapping mm-hmm. back I mean he was getting teed up and O'Malley just honestly we're, we're overlooking the striking clinic that O'Malley put on because mm-hmm. O'Malley's striking looked Colleen. I mean, mm-hmm. let, let me look at his output. I mean, 230 strikes landed out of 318. <laughs> I mean, 
And I mean, it just 177 to the head, 45 to the body, eight out of eight on his leg kicks. I mean, just a striking clinic. Moutinho looked like he had some power in his hands. Listen, uh, those leg kicks and some of those like looping rights and lefts were definitely hurting O'Malley, and he was having to like circle and kind of get yeah get some distance. I think what you're seeing is obviously O'Malley put did put on a clinic, sure, but you're also seeing that he doesn't necessarily have that. I'll put you away. I mean, and, oh, he has the power. No, 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 no. I'm Bro, just O'Malley has the knockout. Power. Listen, if he, you was one if, punch knockout. If you power. was to tell some, tell me that somebody took. 200 punches no, from him it's different there's just people that can do it though that just i think that's it could be just like the tony ferguson factor. yeah there's just some yeah. dude o'malley has one punch knockout power and it's and we've seen it and we've seen multiple examples of it this moutinho is just a freak i mean there's just these guys out there yeah. if you watch the gaethje ferguson fight you might watch that and think oh gaethje doesn't have that knockout power but it's like yes, he yes, does. he does. You know, yeah, that's yeah. just the guy who. Was I don't know. I, I, I definitely think. I hope that this Moutinho gets another sure shot. I, it, they said he was supposed to come in on the contender, contender series. series. Yeah, and I told you guys he looks more like a twenty fiver, and I would like to see if he can get down there. I think he could really be a fun uh, mm -hmm. insert into that division, and I'd really like to see him, you know, build his way up to and see what he could really do. Um, do you, I do you think like, he exposed any holes in O'Malley's game, like? Uh, Crowd, crowd him, him pushing him. Crowd him, pushing him. But I'll, and once again, I think last night the narrative was, well, now he couldn't put him away, and the, that looks worse on him. But mm -hmm. I really kind of thinking about it more. I give O'Malley a lot more credit because sometimes those guys are just the toughest, you know. And, and he overcame it. He stayed in the fight. He took. He did take some shots. He was. He looked pretty tired. Noticeably, mm -hmm. yeah. From I think Whoa. just. From all the, I mean, he was just punching it. Yeah, you he pretty much had a heavy bag session. You, you put out almost, you know, over three hundred strikes, and he was moving the whole. He had to stay moving. And O'Malley fought him on eleven days notice sure. too, right? Absolutely, you know, he was prepping for. Yeah. I don't even remember who he was supposed to Smolka. fight. Smolka, Louis Smolka. Yeah, so he got a new guy last minute, not yeah. a lot of film, and I actually think if O'Malley goes out and knocks this guy out in the first round, we'd be like. Okay, you're supposed to do it. Yeah, but yeah. this having to like overcome that adversity of this guy just won't go away. But I'm just going to mm -hmm. keep hitting him and hitting him precisely and accurately and and with f just phenomenal striking. Right. I mm -hmm. just think it it I'll actually give him a little credit for this fight. Is I think yeah. he he overcame a little bit of a, a little bit of adversity. Not that he was there, like ever in danger, but I'm sure mentally in his head he was tired. We saw that noticeably. He was taking deep breaths, looking at the clock, and I think he was also thinking like I don't know what else I can do to put this guy away. yeah so i think uh as far as exposing something obviously your game plan shouldn't be get punched 140 times in the first round in the head <laughs> yeah, and crowd him. but here's the thing though and we talked you talked about it i mean you said it a hundred times watching the fight with crowding him and making him kind of have to do some different things as far as circling away and kind of stifling his strikes shoot yeah the legs were right there oh, like me nuts we talked about What's you know it could be next for O'Malley that could be the whole I you know a lot of people are saying Dom Cruz and I know he called out Rob Font Cody Garbrandt and, Cruz uh, some was it Sanhagen he called somebody else out like three of them maybe it was Cruz I think it was just Cruz and yeah the other two I'll tell you what I don't think he's quite ready for that jump and I said it last night I want to see the Ricky Simone fight yeah. Ricky yeah. Simone is a yeah. problem well, that's what I'm saying for O'Malley. what we're just talking about with the crowding and the opportunities to shoot and rookie Ricky's gonna take him down yeah. he's gonna put him through some adversity and that's the test I want to see O'Malley face mm -hmm. then we can start looking at those bigger guys that's fair that's yeah, what I, I'm I, like I think that. that's the because you but, know 
yeah, I don't know. You're, you're. It's definitely a risk. Obviously, Dana doesn't want that. Yeah, yeah. Anything. The 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 phone call, the leak of the phone call for people that didn't see on O'Malley's podcast, his agent called him and he just answered the phone and his agent said like on the phone call like yeah, Dana doesn't want you to fight Ricky because they think you're just he's he'll just take you down and hump him. And I, like we said, I got to imagine Dana's not too happy that that got put out there because, uh, but it did. And we, you know, it kind of shows that they might be protecting O'Malley a little bit. So, well, if you're O'Malley, how do you feel that your boss is like, well, his, this is, guy can't, this guy can probably nullify you. We don't want you to do that. Well, as soon as he said that, uh, O'Malley kind of was like, you get knocked out trying to take me down. <laughs> so like, so you could tell he kind of took it as a jab too. Like they don't think I can handle that. Right. So well, I mean, you're going to need to. So. But th- so that to me, that fights there. I think there's good story there's a little story there now and I, I think i'd like to see him face that and love ricky simone yeah and if they are trying to protect him how do you feel about um maybe the cheeto rematch not yet yeah yeah not yet uh real quick i'm gonna run through the prelims because we still have more uh, fights to preview uh max griffin defeating carlos condit big big performance i thought he looked pretty good any mm-hmm. quick thoughts from you guys he just looked solid yeah, stayed stayed calm under pressure. Didn't get rattled. He yeah. did well. Yeah, he's a good he's a good one to look out for. Michelle Pieta defeating Nico Price should have been probably fight of the night. I know they gave it to O'Malley Matinho, and Dana said there's no way I couldn't give Matinho a bonus, but I gotta imagine he's gonna be hooking up Nico Price and Pieta because that was a fun fight too. Oh yeah, man. And you know it's some of these fights like that one. Like I might I wonder what that looks like if it was a five rounder instead of a three. Sure, had for Pierre. Uh, Ilya, <laughs> yeah. It'd be interesting. Ilya Tapura defeating Ryan Hall. Round one, TKO punches. So sad. It's a weird, weird fight. I mean, sad. it's what Ryan Hall does. It was just a weird MNR. I don't know what he was trying to do. Um, I know that's what he does, and he does it at a high level, but he, he tried to do something different. It just didn't work. Mm-mm. It looked like he was trying to step behind him and then somersault into like a 50-50 almost. Yeah, I, know you I can could do see that. that. I wonder if that's what he was trying to do. He was definitely, Yeah, he was definitely trying to do something, but... I think when that's kind of the problem, right? When you just don't have that super well-roundedness in the skill level is it, you got to, are you looking at shoes right now? I was trying to repull this up to show you later. I accidentally exited it. We were doing a podcast <laughs> and John is scrolling through <laughs> Foot Locker's website. No, actually it's goat. Oh my gosh. No, I can't do that on my foot. Well, it's just because I got bored by Ryan Hall just rolling on the ground <laughs> looking like an idiot <laughs> and get hammer fisted uh, to sleep. Boys, that is our card. Um, John, let's jump to uh, some uh, listener reaction we got last yeah. night. Somebody sent us their reviews. Let's hear it. Yeah, we got some some breakdowns from Patrick Kilkline, which we actually got to meet Thursday, which was pretty nice, seeing yes. him on the way into the gym. Um, what do you say about our main event? About the main event, short. He said, Connor's ankle slash tib fib robbed us of a great matchup. Just a shame. Kind of what we thought. Yeah, I think it's echoing kind of our sentiments. Burns Thompson, do you say anything about that? He said it was disappointing. He said Wonderboy probably needed a fourth and fifth round to get the job done. He didn't take a lot of damage when taken down, but after standing up a couple more times, he probably could have finished Burns if he kept pressure on him. Yeah. Also, not to sound like a wet blanket, but disappointed with the shots at the behind the head at the end of the fight. Brandon. Just not what you want to see. But to the shoulder. he did say, alas, he can always get down with a grappler beating a striker. Sure. <laughs> and I agree with the later rounds. You know, it seems like, especially in the third one, Wonderboy found, like, okay, if I start letting it go here, mm-hmm. if there was a couple more rounds, he might have found a way to finish him. Yeah. So I could see that. Yep. 
Any more that he had? Uh, Greg Hardy, he said, Greg Hardy got hit with a Ford F-150 wearing a Venom fight shorts. <laughs> Phenomenal finish while recovering from wobbly legs. And then he said Herb Dean was ensuring that Montino would get his social security. Curious if the fight <laughs> keeps going to the third round. Or if the fight's going to the third round, does he hurt? Does that hurt Sean Stock a little bit? Like not finishing him? Yeah, I, I kind of think the opposite. I, I like I said, I if if O'Malley didn't look good in the fight and didn't put on that, you know, if he, I think maybe, but like I if think it was close. Yeah, if it yeah. was a little closer, but I think the fact, I mean, O'Malley still dominated, and mm-hmm. it's almost like a test, like overcoming somebody like that. But mm-hmm. the only other thing he said was about the Ryan Hall fight. He said that he feels like people. That's pretty much the only way you beat Ryan Hall is sure. getting kind of smothering him and ground and pound. He said that he thinks that he was working on a weird shoulder roll to bait him getting his back taken and reverse or scramble to a leg lock, but he said it just looked telegraphed. But he does think this could be a good thing because now maybe 45ers won't duck Ryan Hall so much because they think they can beat him. Yeah, because I want to see Ryan Hall fight more. I, I'd still like to see him again. I, mm-hmm. You know, he hasn't fought in a long time. He's faced some injuries and stuff. So it's his first loss, too. I mean, First loss in the UFC. So. Yeah, so mm-hmm. appreciate Pat sending those yeah. in. Uh, and gonna, everybody else, don't be afraid. We'll, yeah, man, yeah. we talk, talk to some people. And, and I know some people are just maybe a little shy about it or whatever everybody's opinion counts and we're not i mean just, yeah, we're wrong a lot yeah I'll believe us <laughs> so if you've listened you know we're wrong a lot so uh don't, don't ever hesitate you know just send us in uh we're, like i said we're gonna do this every pay-per-view now so our next pay-per-view will be ufc 265 and and uh so get on board the next time mm-hmm. um speaking of being wrong a lot i was wrong a lot last night about my fight picks oh we gotta p- do our card sorry yeah moving into our next card uh this saturday boys we do have a another UFC fight night Islam Makhachev facing Tiago Moises in the main event mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, Islam is coming in on a seven fight win streak his most recent being his submission victory over Drew Dober back in March Moises is coming in with a nice win streak of his own having won his last three straight bouts over Alex Hernandez Bobby Green and the always dangerous Michael Johnson um, I feel like a lot of people are really writing Moises off in this one and um, are a little disappointed not to see Islam uh, taking on a tougher opponent. And and that's understandably so uh, because, you know, I think a lot of us and, and us included would agree that Islam is probably a top five lightweight in the world right now. Mm-hmm. Um, so just let's start there. What's your guys' thoughts on that as far as uh, this matchup and and Islam? And, and, and I don't think it's any fault of Islam. It's not like he's out here looking for you know, lower ranked opponents. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not going to say easier opponents because I don't think Moises is going to be an easy fight for him. But what are you guys' thoughts on this matchup overall? Sort of like the Ryan Hall problem, maybe. I, I don't know because that's what he says. That's what a lot of people think is like a lot of people just don't want to fight Islam. Yeah. The problem is there's no way to prove that. So I don't I don't know. Mm-hmm. It's just kind of I get it, what is, you're it is interesting that he hasn't been able to fight up and coming or, or higher ranked guys. Yeah. Because I think he's definitely there. Um, so I don't know. Yeah, I mean, hopefully he does enough to make it pretty spectacular and get somebody big, because yeah. if, if it's a decision, I feel like mm-hmm. that's going to be... Well, gonna, um, oh, go ahead, John. No, I was just going to say, and not to Islam's fault, but I think Tiago's last three wins are more impressive than He's Islam's. a bigger name opponent. You know, Drew Dober, I mean, other than maybe... Michael Johnson hit Khabib. Yeah, yeah, and maybe other than... <laughs> what do you want to say about that? Good one. Folded him. <laughs> Man, <laughs> and other than Glayson Tebow, Drew Dober was the biggest uh, name uh, mm-hmm. that he's beat, and and that's what I think too. Man, is a lot of people are writing him off. Um, and and man, here's what I'm gonna say about Moises: he's a BJJ black belt and world champion. 
So the grappling, you know, Islam is obviously known for, you know, kind of more taking guys down. I've, I've watched those last three fights. I watched all of them this week of Moises. Mm-hmm. Um, he's displayed a really, really high level of counter striking. His Muay Thai is re- he has a really good Thai style of fighting. Mm-hmm. Um, comes in, not afraid to be in the pocket uh, and, and, and his counter striking, which because I think Islam, he Islam does kind of replicate Khabib a lot in that style. And he I don't know if he can just walk forward at a guy like Moises who's who's going to be looking to counter with big shots mm-hmm. I think he's he has very tricky kicks um he kind of throws them from weird angles I just don't think this is going to be just a pushover for Islam mm-hmm. and I think Moises has nothing to lose because everybody's kind of already riding him off anyways mm-hmm. and he's going to come in with a chip on his shoulder and and I think this fight could be a and lot Islam's closer Islam's been knocked out Islam's yeah, been knocked been out finished. and I just and, and here's the thing I, I we're going to get to our picks a little bit. Spoiler alert. I'm probably going to pick Islam if I had to put money on somebody. <laughs> but that's not because I, I think Moises right. is, is is an easy fighter, a pushover. I just right. I think Islam might just be on a different level right now. Um, but I don't know. What are you guys' thoughts on that? I, do you think people should be overlooking Moises? Because as soon as this fight was announced, people were just like, are you serious? But, I feel like to beat the strikers that... Bobby Green and Michael Johnson it's are different, man. And to take the pressure that that Alex Hernandez puts on people, yeah, he's. I think he's. I mean, I think this is both. As much as people wanted to see Islam fight somebody higher ranked, I think this is like a perfect point in both of their yeah. trajectories to be meeting each other to where they can answer questions. Sure. Yeah, I think if it's more of like when I say, "Oh, are you serious?" It's more of like the you know I. Islam should, it should be somebody that's ranked higher, but absolutely right. not. Should like this is this is a dangerous fight and it's a really good fight. So I don't right. I don't think that he should be overlooked at all. Agreed. Uh, the next fight, our co-main event for this Saturday, uh, Misha Tate versus Marion Renault. Uh, boys, Misha Tate is back after a nearly a five-year layoff. Her last fight was a decision loss to Raquel Pennington way back in November of 2016. Mm-hmm. Welcoming her back is the vet, Marion Renault. Renault is coming in. She's 44 years old, kind of older. She's on a four-fight losing streak and has said that no matter what, win, lose, or draw, this will be her last fight. Uh, she's never really got it going in the UFC, especially at the uh, upper level. Every time she's kind of taken that next step in talent, she's unfortunately lost mm-hmm. um but she's a tough veteran uh in the band women's bandweight division she's well-rounded primarily a striker i think she's going to be a good first test back uh for misha tate and i know tate had lost you know she lost to amanda then lost to raquel pennington but obviously uh since the five-year layoff she's been real open about personal things in her life mm-hmm. and, and stuff like that and so it seems like she's in a better place i'm excited to see her back man I'm, i don't know i mean it's a, it's a question mark with misha right we don't really know what we're gonna get yeah. what we're gonna see um marion renault four or five losing streak should be a fight she should win but how do you lose four in a row and you're still ranked number 12 well i think yeah i don't know i think she's just <laughs> she's just a vet you, you might as well threw a number on misha tate at yeah, that point i don't think the women's bantamweight divisions once yeah. you start getting lower it's not super deep and, and she's won some fights in the ufc it's like i said she's just every time she kind of gets going she just kind of yeah. gets knocked back down so uh but you know your last fight i have to imagine 44 years old like i said you're coming in it's your last fight you know no matter what happens you're done mm-hmm. so i think One she'll, two ways she'll throw the kitchen sink at misha and we'll see how we'll misha either do can that or it. maybe you get a little pressure and you're like this is why i'm done yeah i think misha tries to take her down i, I really mm-hmm. do i don't i don't think because um renault's a pretty like i said she's a pretty good striker and i, I don't think i don't think misha want to stand with her either mm-hmm. well i'll say this 
she's not a better striker than Holly Holm, and Misha Tate beat Holly Holm. Sure. So I think if you're Misha Tate, you're saying, I've fought better strikers, and she doesn't offer. Like When I think I looked, I don't think that Marion has any like type of ground stats, even like takedowns, yeah. any control. That's what I said. Like I it's think, just, that's what I said. I think Misha needs to take her down. So if all you're going to do is volume well, strike, you might, you're probably going to get taken down. Misha was losing that fight, if you remember. No, for sure, but she's tough too. Mm-hmm. So yeah. if you're a good striker that can't put her away. But see, the tough, that's what I'm saying, five years, we just don't know. Yeah. Like, that could be gone. That is we the, don't, she's that's a mom. the biggest <laughs> yeah, question mark. She's like, a mom now. If they, if they were both active at the same time, I feel like it'd be easily Misha Tate, sure. but the five-year layoff puts a question mark for sure yes it's, and a, it's a fun addition yeah and it's a good first fight back i think it's a, the matchmaking here is really good for this fight because mm-hmm. you can't just throw her back to the wolves um and this is a good tune-up a guy like i said a girl that's saying i'm done no matter what so just give me whoever like yeah and Tate's a good one to go out on right it's a name oh for sure mm-hmm. uh last fight that we're going to feature on this card jeremy stevens little, little heathen versus mateus gamrot uh, Stevens is 0-4-1 in his last five fights. He hasn't won a fight since 2018. Uh, Gamrot is 1-1 in the UFC, but has a very impressive MMA record of 18-1. and mm-hmm. um, He's coming in off a knockout victory over Scott Holtzman. He's a good striker, and he's also an ADCC competitor. I think he actually faced, they said, Gary Tonin in his last fight mm. at ADCC. Um, so just super well, well-rounded. Um, once again, spoiler alert. I mean, we'll see with... I, it, We'll see what he Jeremy Stevens can offer. I don't know. Uh, it's a tough fight, man. It's a tough <laughs> fight for a guy that just can't really get it going right yeah. now and can't get well. Fights and going. to be fair for Stevens, these losses are against the greatest sure. guys in the division. Yeah, I mean you've you get knocked out by Aldo, um, who was Aldo Cater, and who was the other one that knocked him out? Aldo Cater, because he has he two decision an, losses his, against Yair and Zabit. Yeah, cause that that's yeah. So he lost to oh, Zabit. Yeah, that's what it is. Lost to Yair, or well, no contest with Yair. Then the lost, and then, yeah, yeah, then Cater. So mm. he's definitely definitely lost to the toughest guys at the top. Uh, but uh, Gamrot's a tough fighter too, Ooh. man. Super well rounded. Yeah. I, so I just think yeah. Well, let's, I mean yeah. yeah. Let's get into our picks. Um, like I said, we are wrong a lot. I was wrong a lot last <laughs> night. I don't. I don't even know what the scores are to be honest. I okay. even mental math. So Brandon. Okay. Update us. So starting in last place, we have Nate with again. Yeah. <laughs> still. 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 Still last with forty-one points. Uh, I'm in second with forty. Yeah. Yeah. I'm in second with forty-three, and then John has forty-nine. So in terms of last night, <laughs> what did I get right or wrong? Oh jeez. Um. Okay. Hall. Yep. And then Connor. Right. And Thompson. Hall, Connor, Thompson. So, so I got, got Tiavasa, and you got Griffin, and you got Pierre. Nice. Yeah. See, I just don't. I pick them well. I just don't get the round and method. John. John got six points last night. Yeah, John did. Oh, nice. And then you got like three because you got like a. Because I had three for Pierre. Pierre. Yeah. And then I had uh, one for Poirier and then one for Burns. Yeah. Get out of here. John had a good night. John did have a good night, but he's still not ahead by much. No. It's still super close. Just six points. But here's the thing: as long as I put up the same amount of points as whoever every night. That's yeah. how you say it. It just yeah. takes one card, man. Yeah. One card what what makes this kind of funny is like we, me, and you pick different on a, a good handful of fights, and it's mm-hmm. still it was still evenish. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Went fifty fifty. So crazy, let's, crazy fight game, man. Let's pick them, boys. Uh, first fight: Jeremy Stevens versus Mateus Gamrat. Um, I'm definitely going Gamrat on this one. Um, I think. <laughs> I'm going to go what? All you hear is he's erasing on his tablet, and all you hear is. Oh, I didn't even hear it. Um, I'm going to go Gamrot. I'm going to say. 
I don't know if he can finish him. I'll say submission. Oh, I know I hear it. I'll say submission victory in the second round. Mm. Hang on, I gotta get these erased. I'm not prepared. Okay, you said Gamrot by submission in round two? Yes, sir. Okay, keep. Okay, so then that's me, right? So, yeah. um, okay, who's he fighting again? Jamie Stevens. Gotcha. Yeah, I'm taking Gamrot. <laughs> I'll say, I'll say decision. Nice. I'm also going to take Gamrot. Um, I'm going to say first round KO. Mine as well. Throw him, throw him to the wolves. Misha Tate versus Marion Renew. I'm going to go Misha Tate, um, and I will say unanimous decision. Think nice. she thinks she decisions her. I don't know if she'll finish her over three rounds. I'm going to take Misha Tate as well, but I'm going to say you said decision. Yes. I'll go with round two TKO. There it is. Oh, John. Yeah, go ahead. And I'm going to go Misha Tate as well, uh, but I'm going to go round three sub. Nice. I think she's going to wear down, and then in the third round, probably get her in a little choky choke. Islam Makhachev versus Tiago Moises for our main event. I am going to say, let's be five rounds. Let's say, uh, Moises is, okay, I'm going to say Islam, and I'm going to say decision. I think he wins by decision. Yeah. Moises is durable, man. He's tough. But I will say with this pick as well, I would not be surprised to see. Um, I would not be shocked if Moises finds a way to win this fight either. John, what were your two picks? I had. Are um, you kidding bro, me? You guys are going too fast. I'm over here typing. Are one you hand. kidding me? It's your fault. I don't know why you're getting mad at me. What were your picks? He's. I had Gamrot by round one, KO. Are you kidding me? And then I had Misha. Question: Why do we erase Why not just add to the same document? I don't know. <laughs> and then I have Misha Tate round three sub. Okay. So Brandon has Word. So he writes these down in Word Processor, right? Is that what this is? Microsoft Word? Yeah. And instead of just adding to the document, he just deletes it every week. Why not just add to it? Do you want to do it? Well, no. Okay, then. I'd just like you to do it properly. Well, you didn't tell me how to do it. You just said do it. Do you need my picks again? No. Because now I don't remember. Hey, I might have been looking at shoes, but I didn't do that. Well, I, I know. Oh, no, geez. forgiven. Yeah, thank you. What? How is that even? How can you even compare these? Because one second I can at lapse. least give him credit. He's he's being productive while he's doing something else. You're what? just, that's counterproductive. <laughs> Mr. He's looking at oh, shoes. Mr. Efficient and productive. You just don't like the way mm. that I'm doing the job, but I'm doing the job. How, On the job, he's looking how at How efficient shoes. is it to sit and delete everything? And you didn't even like, you could just double click, highlight it, and erase I it. I tried doing that, but with my finger, it's hard to do. Yeah. Yeah, folks, he's drowning over here. <laughs> <laughs> okay, what so was your pick for Islam? I, I said by Islam decision. by decision, yes. Nice. Okay. I'll take Split? <laughs> no, he probably need a miss. One of us got to confidently call a split of these decision. Days, yeah. <laughs> I'll take Islam by, uh, I'll say round three submission. He pulled it off with Dober. Maybe he can pull it off with, with Moises. is it Moises? Yeah, that, yeah, Moises. That, uh, yeah, that, that submission he hit on Dober, it was like, uh, he did it from half guard, but it was kind of like, it was like a shoulder choke. It was, you know, he didn't really, kind of set it up like a head and arm choke, but you just, when he was doing it too, you could just see his back muscle, like all the, oh, jeez, such a strong. I'm picking Tiago Moises. It's not a bad pick. Second round TKO. Nice. Because Islam has been finished. It's a good point. 
That's why I said I I could see him getting clipped and getting dropped. But, but, but also, I just think the 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 guys he's gone through these past couple, and then having the acumen he does as far as yeah. being well rounded on the ground and being a dangerous striker. Yeah, I just think for Islam, as he keeps moving, keeps fighting, that pressure of the Habib, it's either gonna push him. Yeah, to to be better, or he could crack under that pressure. Well, it's a lot of pressure. You know, obviously the UFC isn't super old, right? But there's not a lot of fighters who like come up under a great who look the same, like right. Khalil Roundtree with like Anderson, where it's like you know this guy trains with him every day. He might be the next, and it's not quite the same. Or, right? You know, even Roy McDonald. I mean, he's definitely really good, but it's not. I mean, we thought he's the next GSP, and it sure. just wasn't quite that. So fair point. I don't know. It's hard to tell. Also this week, boys, we will be there live and in person. Are you guys all going? Is everybody going? Yeah. Coliseum Combat? This Saturday, unfortunately, we'll have to watch the fights, uh, this UFC fight night card back, because we will be at Coliseum Combat 54 this Saturday in Kokomo, Indiana. Good luck to our boy, James Schaefer. Let's go. Caden Taylor making his MMA debut. Unfortunately, uh, Kyle Thomason, uh, who was also supposed to fight, we announced, or, well, back when he said he was going to do it, mm-hmm. uh, hurt his shoulder, so he will not be defending his amateur title. And uh, we also found out uh, Sean Fallon yeah. fell off, and so, unfortunately, uh, got an injury or something, and uh, we're just wishing him well and a speedy recovery. Yeah, hopefully so we were excited to see that. him get in there. Yeah, definitely. That was, I was super excited about that matchup. Yeah, that was going to be a fun matchup for Sean. Big one. So uh, hopefully he can get back in there soon. Also this uh, week we have uh, Road to ADCC, the big card. Um, you've got Andrew Wilty versus Roberto Jimenez, uh, Elizabeth Clay versus Aaron, Anna Carolina Vieira, Mikey Musumeki versus Gio Martinez, Nikki Ryan versus Dante Leon, Lucas Hulk Barbosa versus Craig Jones, and Kanan Derate versus Mateus Denise. Mm. So huge, huge uh, jujitsu card there. Excited for. I don't think we have any PFL or Bellator. Pretty sure we're on like a. I think PFL is on like a little bit of a mm-hmm. break. Um, we have something in the news, but not like actual like a card. Okay. Okay, mm. I got you. Yeah, let's go ahead and jump into the news. Boys, take it away. Do you have ones that you want to get to? You go first. All right. Well, I'll start to the ones I like. Uh, UFC announcing Crypto.com is the first official kit sponsor. The deal will last 10 years and be worth $175 million. At the time it was reported by Aero Hawani, there was no percentages, if any, that will go to the fighters. What do you guys think of it last night? So I'm like, obviously I'm a big soccer fan, and that's yeah. pretty, it kind of reminded me of like a soccer style jersey. Um, I hope those fighters are getting some type of kickback off that. Yeah, it seems weird to say no more sponsors. We're only going to be sponsored by one to we yeah. have a new sponsor and sponsors on top of those sponsors. Yeah. See, soccer, they do, once again, I mean, I've said it before, but soccer, they do like a sleeve sponsor too, sometimes on the back. Mm-hmm. I'd like to see them let those guys get something, man, just something else. And I, and I hope they're getting some form of kickback. I mean, $175 million. They've got to be getting something off that, I hope. Yeah, it's. I hope so, especially some of these lower guys. Yeah. Um, we have Tyson Fury quoted saying this week, me and Nganu is in small gloves, make it happen. As soon as I'm done with Wilder and Joshua, I will fight Nganu in an octagon with four-ounce gloves. That's exciting. Because he's been training like some MMA kicks. Did you guys see Joshua kicking yeah, with that. Luke Barnett? Yeah. <laughs> it looked a little rough. Listen, man, I... I'd love to see it. I would love to see it. I don't think it would go very good for Fury. We've sent high level. We, I guess I'm part of it. MMA has sent top, top high level guys over to boxing 
and they've crossed over. I would love to see the best in the boxing world come over and give it a try. In their prime. In their you prime. You know, James Tony yep. came over. Sure. Way older. Yeah. And they gave him freak. I mean, Ngannou is <laughs> a bigger, or is it is, is big as you know, Randy Couture. But, but Ngannou doesn't have that takedown threat. Well, he probably. Well, he would over. He trains me, it. Yeah. Yeah. Let me, let me back it up. But it's not like he's like this, like Randy Couture who was built his whole, no, you know what I mean? But I think the other side of it is he does do kicks and you can train sure. kicking a pad all you want, but are you getting kicked by Francis and Ghana? I don't know, man. We'll see. It'd be interesting. It, it definitely could saying, be interesting. I'm not saying I would pick Tyson Fury, but I think. And that fight, I'd probably take Francis by like Kamora or something. I think <laughs> he would get down and he would just snap. Pulls his, guard. Yeah. <laughs> What else we got, boys? Let's see. We got... um, Also, the real quick interjection with that, the Tyson Fury fight's canceled, right, with Wilder? Yeah, they're going to have to move it. Uh, Three people, a a trainer, a fighter, and somebody else tested positive for COVID. Sure. Right. Islam's fighting. Is it? I don't know how to say his last name. All I can think of is Jingling, because that's what... Islam? (laughs) I'm sorry. Hamza. Hamza who? Chemaev. Is fighting who? I don't know. Lee Jiling Ong. Lee Jing Ling. He just wants to keep calling him Jang Ling because that's what I that's call what him. That's what John calls him in six months. Hazmat Kavanaugh versus G Jing Ling. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's a good fight because we finally got When Islam. is that? When is it? Oh, I don't have it pulled up. October 30th at UFC 267. Not official, but they've both agreed. Definitely a big test for Hamzat. Yes. I'm that that's a good that's yeah. And I'm and I'm glad to see he's committing himself to 170 as well. Because mm-hmm. that's kind of what I felt like he should do anyway. Running away from the Rockhold. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what else we got, boys? Come on. We also got Nate Diaz going against Robbie Lawler in the works. The plan is to make it the co-main event for Volkanovski versus Ortega, September 25th at UFC 266. It's funny because I was thinking, who like who would you know when the whole Nick coming back thing? I was like, who do they? Give? I mean, who do you give him? Like same thing. He's such a big name. You can't mm-hmm. just give him. It's a perfect fight. Give mm-hmm. him Robbie Lawler. That's a good one. You know, it's just a perfect it's nostalgia. They fought before. Uh, they had an amazing fight, I think, way back. Um, oh, Joe Rogan talks about that fight a lot. Oh, it was an awesome, awesome mm-hmm. fight, man. To see that again would be fun. Jake Paul Woodley got moved back a day. Did you see that? Yeah. Moved from 28th to the 29th. And did you see their face off, did you guys? Mm-mm. It was kind of funny. Yeah. Jake Paul refused to look at Tyron Woodley in the eyes. He did that the, every other did. time they've done any media. He's been like that. Will not look him in the eyes. Really? Yeah. And this is, it's interesting because he was all in what Askren's I, face. What I don't like about the 29th is it's a Sunday. So we won't even get to cover it. No. I mean, it's just so silly. Like, I don't know. It's kind of fresh. I mean, even to still do it on a Sunday. Just why? Just do it mm-hmm. on a Saturday. Yeah. Yeah, we got um, Edson Barbosa versus my man. Lady Giga, Giga Chikatse. Good job. That was, I was like, I threw that up as like a finger roll. Like this is probably going to miss, but maybe it doesn't. I'm impressed. In the works for a UFC main event for an August 28th card. It's a great fight. Good Lord, man. It's a great, great fight. I'm excited. Yeah. It's a big. Barbosa's looked really great. Obviously, Giga's been running through people. Yeah. And I think it's going to set up. I think both of those have a good chance of getting to a title soon. So. It's a good fight for them. Then we have kind of like a, not necessarily the opposite of that, but Kevin Holland and Kyle Dawkins in the work for UFC October 2nd. Hopefully Holland can turn it around, man. I think he's funny. He's entertaining. I even like his fight style yeah. when he's not just sitting on his back. Yeah. So, yeah, same thing. I'm glad he's going to 70, back down mm-hmm. to 70 as well. It'd be good. Good move for him. Now you're hyped for this next one. I'll let you go ahead and your boy Patty. Oh, who's he got? Brandon. Once again, man, 
What are you doing? I might just go look what? back at shoes again. Are you even pull that flip phone out? I'm just kidding. He's fighting Luigi. Patty the Batty. <laughs> that's why that's why John laid it over to you because he didn't want to attempt this last name. <laughs> Vindoran Vindramini. Vindra Vindranomy. Vindramini. I'm guessing he's uh, Italian. But yes, Patty the Batty, Pimblet, making his official UFC debut, UFC fight night, September 4th. Also worth noting, this is a lightweight fight. There was some talk if he was going to do featherweight or lightweight. He's competed at both. Mm. Um, so I guess he's going to commit his future to the lightweight division, at least for right now. Excited. Good addition. He'll be he'll be interesting. We've got a couple other fight announcements. Jamal Hill and Jimmy Crute. Great fight. Yeah, it's a. That's what I said. Both of them coming off weird injuries. Yeah, both of them are exciting fighters. Yeah, that's what I said when you sent that. I'm like, man, they are just not giving Jamal Hill an easy path. No. <laughs> you know, like you you snap your arm in half. It's like you know maybe we give you like a little tune up. No, we're yeah. just gonna give you the the next toughest guy. Well, and it's probably also like you did get that thing, but your injury wasn't as bad as it could have been. Right. Um, we yeah, also, and that's true too. I guess it didn't really break. We also have Mackenzie Dern and Marina Rodriguez. Great fight too. That's a good yeah, fight. number one contender probably. Yeah, Dern is right there, and Marina's looked very uh, yeah. impressive. And the last bit of news I got is that boy Jason Knight oh, signing yeah. to PFL. That's awesome. And he's supposed to make his debut August twenty seventh. Did he win that bare knuckle fight? I believe yes. so. Yeah, he beat Crazy Horse, right? Yeah, so yeah. he's kind of in this whole like, hey, somebody get me. Yeah. Good for him, man. I'd love to see him just oh, yeah. make a rise back up because he's just, first of all, he's fun to watch. Yeah. But Is he 25 or 35? Uh, I think 35. Yeah, 35. Okay. Yeah. But he's just, his. he's another one, like when he gets on the microphone, it is <laughs> hilarious. Yeah. No, he's, he's all, I'm, and, and my new, I, like I said, I love PFL. So yeah. adding him to that roster is, they're, they're building a nice little roster, man. Yeah. It's exciting. Looks good. I think that's it, boys. Yeah. I think that's all the news we got. Uh, before we get out of here, Brandon. What's the song of the week, man? I'm interested so, to hear this. <laughs> okay, so I thought about this. I'm okay. trying to think of what, I, what would be a good one to throw out. People so, will judge you based on this. That's what I was thinking about. So, Original Me by Youngblood in featuring Dan oh. Reynolds from Imagine Dragons. You guys know nice. that song? Never heard it. Oh, no. you have to go listen to it. Original well, it will, Me. It'll be on the story. Yeah, Original oh, okay. Me. By Youngblood. He's the main artist, I okay. guess. And then it features Dan Reynolds, who's the singer, lead singer for Imagine Dragons. Is this a song you can even find on Apple Music? Yes. Okay. There's a music video and everything. If you want, I mean, I'm not. I'm not hating on it. It could be a great song. I might hear you this. You probably won't like it. Okay. I can already. <laughs> I have a question though. Did you listen to my song that I suggested last week? I did. Okay. Did you like it? It was okay. <laughs> Do you know who Bobby listen- Brown is? No. I mean, I've heard of Ooh. him. Who? He doesn't know who Bobby Brown is. <laughs> Do you know? I mean, do you, have you heard of Jaw Rule I before that? Yeah, I, I, I know Jaw Rule is. Okay, just making sure. I love it. Don't change. Yeah. <laughs> Never change. I am who I am. I don't know what to no, tell it's you. No, it's a great. That's what I said. <laughs> yeah. Don't change. I love that you don't know Bobby Brown. Yeah, I mean, I know who James Brown is. Yeah, well, at least you got that. Yeah, Brandon. Before we go, do you have anything else for the people? Listen to the song. Let me know what you think. What is it again? <laughs> Original Me by yes. the Young Bloods who made no. the song with Bill <laughs> John. Yeah, I remember. I, I know the Young Bloods are. <laughs> no, just Young Blood featuring Dan Reynolds. Nice. All right. John, before we go, do you have anything for the people? Go see Black Widow. It was dope. Oh, yeah. It was good. Yeah, we'll have a... We might talk some Loki next week because yeah. we get the last episode. He hasn't even started it. Bro, what? Yeah. That's been doesn't, he said Actually, he doesn't you care. know how you said don't change? Change. He doesn't. He doesn't. <laughs> he said he doesn't care. I didn't say that. Wow. Also, you guys didn't comment on my F1 shirt. Max Verstappen, baby. Mm. I was going to give what's you a wrong? chance. I know you're a big F1 guy. I wanted to give you a chance. What's to talk so funny? About it. it's just, I'm trying to think of like what to compare it to. You, do you watch Friends? Have you seen Friends, the TV show? What's it say? Not a fan. Aston Martin, Red Bull Racing. 
Do you you don't watch Friends, do you? No. Okay, never mind. Not I'm not 50. No. Yeah. There's an episode where one of the guys pretends to be a huge like Ferrari guy. He buys a Ferrari <laughs> jacket and everything, and like, walks, oh. and like just talks about his car that he doesn't actually have. That's what I feel like you are. Oh. Just a poser. I'll get there. Okay. Don't worry. Hey, I'm a big F1 guy. Yeah. Big, big fan. Big, big fan. My one for the week. I got some exciting news. Let's Next week on this podcast, I have purchased a UFC Panini Prism card box. Mm. So for people that don't know, not card collectors, not into it, don't care then that's fine. You won't care anyways. But these cards are worth a lot of money. Yeah. So I, was just, <laughs> I messed up a little bit. <laughs> $700 later. So I thought, so they have hobby boxes and then um, they're the hobby box and then what I got. Which this is, is on Pristine? Yeah. So the hobby boxes always have autographed cards in them. Yeah. And those are like the money. He's like, you know, you're talking like you can get like, if you get like an autographed Izzy, it's like $3,000 yeah. card. Um, so, but those boxes go for like three or $400 just for the box of cards. I got what's called the debut edition. <laughs> I thought I was getting a hobby box. So I was like, Oh, I'm going all You're in and get a fluffy rookie. So $115 later, <laughs> Oh, I got a, a debut edition, but I did some research and all is not lost. In these debut, they have green cards. So mo- most of the cards are just going to be base cards. Yeah. Pretty nothing there. You know, they may be worth like a couple bucks at the most. But every box has a green card, mm-hmm. uh, a green base card. And those are worth a lot. Boys, next week, if I get a Conor McGregor, if I pack one, we're talking like twelve, thirteen hundred dollars $1,300. The Habib green base card is worth like $700, $800. The Izzy one's like up there in the thousands. I might so, be able to afford to get Brandon some new headphones. Yeah. If I if I get a Conor McGregor, he's definitely getting new headphones. We do have a new card shop in town, so you might be able to take it there, sell oh, it, get bro. you some bank. And then they also have, there's another one, they're like, I can't remember. It's not green. Uh, it's like a step down, but they're, they've got some mm-hmm. couple hundred bucks for the bigger name one. So I'll open it on the pod next week. Yeah. I, get, I get it Tuesday and there's, it's going to be so hard not oh, to open man. it all week. It comes in the mail Tuesday. So what are you laughing about? I just, I just never pictured you for, as a card guy. Oh, like, dude. This just seems so weird. When I was young, I, I, still, I still have, have sports them. cards. Yeah. yeah. I was like, I get sports cards. Yeah. I have a Carmelo Anthony rookie card and I'm like, if this dude would just retire, <laughs> Bro, it would be worth I got some a, money. I got a couple cards. I need to hit up Uncle Mark. I might have some money. Yeah, I'm so pumped to open this though. And if I get, if, as long as I don't get like Lauren Murphy, like <laughs> that'll be wow, be like twenty five dollars. <laughs> I will say on the same note, real quick, I did end up getting outbid for that Anderson picture because mm. I kind of lost track of time of yeah. like when it was ending. But somebody ended up paying like. 120 on top of like the $40 of bad. fees and that, it's not bad. No. I just, I wasn't there. Like, dude, I would have went up to like two, two fifty for it. Yeah. There's a hundred percent. You need something right there. Yeah, I know it's coming, man. So yeah. So next week, fingers crossed, it's either going to be a big win or a big loss. Cause some of them, like you get like a uh, drew Dover and it's like, <laughs> maybe worth 50 bucks. So hey, maybe it'll turn out to be a massive story. Shane Carwin rookie. <laughs> I think he's still ranked somewhere in the UFC's heavyweight. Listen, he's probably ranked at least top 10 in the women bantamweight for, for sure. Oh, 100%. <laughs> Appreciate you guys listening. We'll be here next week. Make sure you rate, comment, subscribe, follow us on Instagram. Peace. Love your mama. Love your mamas too. Bye.